At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome to the New York City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. A Tuesday show for you, the day of the All Star Game. The All Star Game is here, so uh, definitely one of the slower three day periods of the sports calendar. I mean, you think of the All Star break, you think of some of the time in February, but this is definitely a time to. Catch your breath, recharge your batteries. Uh, still got plenty of gambling content to give you. Joe Ganascoli played Vito on the Sopranos, will join us. He's a big Giants fan, so we're going to spend a lot of time on the Giants today. I'll talk about him here in the intro, and then we'll get to uh, Joe Ganascoli and his thoughts on the Giants. Daniel Jones, he's got a bunch of betting stories. He's got a story about betting and how he got into acting that are interrelated that you will not want to miss, so looking forward to talk to Joe. Like I mentioned, uh, before we get to the Giants, it is the day of the All-Star Game. I mean, half the guys that made the team have opted out. We do have, I still love the All-Star Game. I, I prefer it where these guys wear their own uniforms. That's one thing that bothers me is they have the All-Star, the American League All-Star uniforms and All-Star. One of the, the beauty of the All-Star Game is you see the Yankee uniform, the Red Sox uniform, the Dodgers uniform all blended together. So that that, that bothers me. Like I said, you got about you know half the teams opted out. Trout's not going to play. You go down the list here and... Lots of guys aren't going to play, but it is going to be McClanahan against Kershaw. Told you yesterday, liked under eight. It is now seven and a half. Uh, I would just, I would stay away from seven and a half. I would probably just go under four in the first five if you're looking for a bet. I do lean towards the American League as the National League is minus one eighteen. American League is plus one oh four. Uh, to me, the American League usually has the better roster in these, just deeper. Again. You need sort of a program here to figure out who's on what team. Like I said, Trout, you go down the line, a bunch of guys have opted out. But to me, the American League is usually a little better. 
you know, they've had the DH longer, so you need better lineups in the American League. You have the DH in the American League, so you have that extra hitter. So usually the American League team's a little stronger. So I think it, if you're looking for just a little action, I wouldn't go crazy on it because, again, this game doesn't count anymore. It's another thing I missed. Even though it didn't make any sense, there was like a 10, 15-year period where this game just, just you know, determined uh, home field in the World Series. Again, made no sense. It was better than the alternative of alternating it. So from that sense, you're going to do something stupid. Might as well do something stupid that makes this game exciting. They got rid of that, so it's back to an exhibition game. It's actually going to be, I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, if it's tied after nine innings, I'm curious how this will factor into the total. If it's tied after nine innings, this game will be settled. I'm not making this up with a home run derby. Three guys for each side. They'll have three different rounds. I mean, I, to me, how about you just play baseball? It's stupid. Uh, I, I like that they're trying new ideas, but look, at some point, just play baseball. So uh, I'm curious, like, if it's 4-4 after nine innings, does whoever wins the home run derby, is it like hockey where you, you score and you just get that extra, you're you're rewarded, awarded an extra point, extra run, and you win 5-4? to four? My guess is that's how it would be. I don't think, you know, for scorekeeping purposes, you wouldn't call it a 4-4 final, would you? I wouldn't think so. Uh, baseball, who's betting partners with a lot of these betting companies like a lot of these sports are. They should probably clarify that because, again, so it with the total 7.5, it's not going to matter because if it's 3-3, assuming you just make it 4-3, it's not going to matter. If the total closed to 8, though, and it's 4-4 after 9 innings, do they call it a 4-4 final or do they call it a 5-4 final? 4-4 or 5-4, that I don't know. Again, it could sound meaningless, but it's not meaningless if you have a bet on it. And look, it's the only thing it's the only thing really to bet on uh tonight. So an interesting sort of wrinkle here. I think baseball should probably clarify that. But again, I would lean towards the under, more so in the first five. Now that it's moved from eight to seven and a half. You get the shadows, which makes it hard for pitcher for, for hitters to hit here. Because this game is in LA, five o'clock Pacific time start. The shadows make it difficult. It's bright. Ball coming in and out of the sun for hitters, not easy to pick up. Plus, the unfamiliarity of hitters versus pitchers, I think, favors the pitchers here. And these pitchers, it's a lot of them, it's starters who are used to pitching six or seven innings. They can come in for one inning, empty the tank, throw as hard as they can for 15 pitches, and get out of it. So I do like the under here. Uh, of course, less so at seven and a half than eight. I would probably look towards the first five under four and lean towards the American League. If you're going to look for a sleeper here, Corey Seager at very long odds here, 90 to one to win the. All-Star Game MVP. He's familiar with this ballpark. He played in LA with the Dodgers. You know, he won a World Series MVP, won an NLCS MVP. So he's got a knack here for the big moment. So Seager uh, would be my pick here to win All-Star Game MVP. Again, go to betrivers.com, check out the Bet Rivers app. They've got plenty of options here in terms of the props for the All-Star Game. First team to score. Will there be a score in the first inning? So betrivers.com, download the Bet Rivers app, check out everything in terms of their offerings for the All-Star Game, they are plentiful. They're very interesting. You can find some good numbers here at Bet Rivers. The football, the Giants. Spending a lot of time here on the Giants today. Haven't done a lot of football, a lot of Giants. We did a little bit last week, I think it was, or two weeks ago with Adam Chernoff. We're starting to do a little more and more. Look, the Yankees and Mets in first place. We've had everything with Durant, with Mitchell. So had a lot of baseball to keep us busy. You know, we did some of the Giants on the NFL draft. Uh, but we'll revisit them here as... Get ready for football season. And if you look at them, over under seven, plus 260 to make the playoffs, plus 750 to win the East. Uh, if you want to get crazy here, 100 to one to win the Super Bowl. I mean, that's uh, ambitious, I, I would think, to say the least. But to me, the Giants, they're a hard team to figure out because they're definitely going to get a bump here in terms of the coach. D Dable, everybody likes, did wonders in Buffalo, did wonders with Josh Allen. 
So that's going to be a bump. Judge was a disaster. And you're also going to get a bump because you're, you've got to be healthier than you were last year in the past couple of years. This Giants team has just been a disaster in terms of injuries. Um, and they haven't fixed the offensive line seemingly for like a decade now. But the injuries are a major issue, have been a major issue. I remember used to come on before the games last year, given the previews for the games, and the guys that were hurt were better than the guys playing. I mean, you go down the line, Shepard, Barkley, Tony, uh, Ingram, you name it, they were hurt. Daniel Jones, who, I mean, you can debate his play on the field. One thing for sure, he needs to stay on the field and not get hurt. And the one thing going for him, for Jones, if you want to be a Jones backer, is say, hey, they were mediocre below average when Jones played last year. But when he went out of the lineup, when he got hurt and missed the rest of the season with a neck issue, they couldn't, not only could they not win a game, they couldn't get a first down. They couldn't get the ball past midfield. I used to come in here after the games on Mondays and basically just read the box score and laugh out loud. That's how bad they were. I mean, they had 50 yards passing. Lennon was a joke. Uh, Jake Fromm was a joke. So that's one thing where you say, hey, I know Jones doesn't look like a superstar, but without him, uh, they're abysmal. You could look at it the other way and say, you know what? They just didn't have an NFL caliber quarterback at backup. This year they do with Taylor. So you get a bump either way there. You get a healthy Jones or you at least have a legitimate backup in Taylor who's been a starter. He wasn't great last year for Houston. He wasn't good at all. But, you know, he, he went to the playoffs with Buffalo as a starter. He's not that old where he's going to fall off a hill. Uh, so you're better at backup quarterback. You figure you'll be healthier. You get a bump here with Joe, with Joe Judge going from him to Dable. So I think, and then Martindale, a defensive coordinator, we know he's going to come in here, he's going to blitz. Their defense was actually respectable last year. So there's reasons for optimism with the Giants. It's just going from four wins to seven. It's built into the number here. So the Giants, the, the bookmakers are expecting the Giants to improve. Um, look, I, I've gone back and forth here. I think initially I, I said under. I think with everything with the coaching and really the, the key, which I'm going to get to here, the reason I would lean over and look at plus 260 to make the playoffs, plus 750 to win the East, just tiny bets on those, um, is the schedule. And we can get to the schedule here. The one bet I really do like, as you can tell by uh, you know, the tone of my voice, I don't love the over-under. I don't love them. Plus 260 to make the playoffs. I think plus 260 to make the playoffs is interesting. Plus 750 to win a bad division is interesting. I'd make small bets on those. But one I do really like, plus 6.5 week one against the Titans. Because uh, the Titans, no A.J. Brown, no Julio Jones. And last year, when you, and, and Henry's getting older. Henry's had a million carries these last five years. He's approaching 30. And if you look at Tannehill's numbers without A.J. Brown, without Julio Jones, Tannehill was a very pedestrian quarterback. When you don't give him play action, when you don't give him great weapons, he is very mediocre. So I think this Titans team is beatable. Uh, I think six and a half. Now, there's no point in betting six and a half. Uh, when you could just wait and hopefully get a seven. So you're better off. Look, if it goes from six and a half to six, all right, you live with it. It's not that big of a deal. But if it goes from six and a half to seven, that's a huge deal. So you're, you're better off waiting, getting the seven if you can week one. But I definitely am going to be betting the Giants week one with the points. I think the Titans are going to have trouble scoring. I think the Giants, for all the reasons I mentioned, better coaching, better health. Uh, again, they were not awful last year until Jones went out. When Jones went out, like I said, lost their last seven games, couldn't get a first down, just a complete embarrassment. But before that, they were 4-6. and six. They were competitive. They weren't good by any stretch. But, um, again, a, a nice little draft class here where you maybe improve both sides of the line. And, again, the coaching, the schedule, I think a lot of things favor the Giants, showing some improvement here. And, again, to go through the schedule, week one against the Titans, I like them plus the 6.5. But I admit that's a tough game. After that, the schedule is pretty, pretty reasonable here, better than reasonable. I mean, you look at it. 
Uh, they are home for the Panthers. They'll be favored in that game. That's a, again, some, even the games they'll be favored in, they're not at the point where they're going to be big favorites. That's more of a coin flip. But home against the Panthers, certainly a, a winnable game here. They also have, uh, after that, okay, it, it, and this is weird here, on the road week one, then three straight home games. So they are at, uh, at home Monday night, week three against the Cowboys. Again, the line for that one, four. Not a game you expect to win, but you know Dallas has not handled success here. Back-to-back uh, -back years, usually the Cowboys have a good year and then regress. So again, that's a game you don't expect to win, but it's doable. After that, home versus the Bears. Uh, and that closes out your September. So, I mean, think about September. Home game against the Panthers, home game against the Bears. Even if you lose the two games you're supposed to lose, that's very doable that you go 2-2 two and two there. It's very doable. Um, and then you go from there. The schedule, really, like I said, it's not that bad. It's really not. Uh, you play the Packers and the Ravens next, but you get a break because the Packers, it's a road game, but it's in London. That's one of those Sunday 10.30 a.m. starts, so you get a break there. Then you're home for the Ravens. But after that, which is a tough two-game stretch. It's easy again. At the Jaguars, at the Seahawks. Again, you're on the road, but both those teams are bad. Maybe the Jags will be a little better. I think I, I buy that with Peterson. Same kind of philosophy with the Jags as I have with the Giants. Uh, an upgraded coach, you're going to get an upgrade in the season here. You're going to get a bump just by having a different coach. But still, at the Jags, at the Seahawks. Then you're home for the Texans, home for the Lions. At the Cowboys, okay, not an easy game. But then home for the Commanders which is still going to get weird to say at uh, let's see. No home for the Eagles. So I'll just start over there. Uh, home for the commanders, home for the Eagles at commanders at Vikings. Then they host the Colts and they're at the Eagles to finish out the season. That's not bad. That's really kind of a doable schedule here. Again, the bookmakers, they are really baking in some improvement with the coach with the health so they're not fooled by this they're not like you know what they won four last year we're going to make their number five or five and a half they're adjusting for some improvement but that's a very doable schedule uh, very doable schedule they're going to be healthier they're going to be better coached uh to me taking a stab at some of these giants numbers whether it's plus 260 to win to, to make the playoffs plus 700 uh, i'm sorry plus 750 to get in the playoffs there are some opportunities here with the Giants. Or you could just say, you know what? I don't know about the futures. I don't know about the playoffs. I want to see a couple of games first. Just take them plus six and a half or hopefully plus seven week one and go from there and just bet them week to week and not have your money tied up. That's another strategy you could certainly do. But I do think the Giants certainly will be improved. Uh, of course, the question here is going to be Jones. It's almost the worst thing for, that can happen for the, for the Giants is Jones plays pretty well. And then you're left with a tough decision because he declined his fifth-year option. Uh, the Giants declined his option. So now, you know, if you if he has a really good year and you want to extend him, you're going to have to pay him a lot of money. Uh, obviously, if he's bad, you let him go. If he's mediocre, you let him go. Keep him around as a backup, whatever the case may be. But kind of that in-between period where he actually shows you something. You go 8-9, and 9-8. Nine, nine and eight, Do you give him a long-term contract? I, I think if you gave the Giants true serum, they'd ideally be picking one of the elite quarterbacks in next year's draft, whether it's Young from Alabama, Stroud from Ohio State. It gets tricky if Jones plays pretty well, but not well enough to convince you. That's where it gets dicey, that sort of gray area. So Jones will certainly be a question. He's shown some flashes when he plays to me. He turns the ball over too much. He gets hurt too much. I would look to move on, but I, I certainly see that there's talent with him. He can run. He can make some plays with his legs. He's got the arm strength. He's not a disaster. I just don't think he's good enough. And I would look to move on. Again, I think the Giants will probably look to move on. 
Uh, it gets tricky here, though, if he plays sort of in between. And there's a gray area where he's decent, he's good, he's not great. You know, maybe he gets you to a wild card spot. Then what do you do? If he brings you, you know, after being so bad for so long, if he got you to a wild card or, you know, went 10 and 7, 9 and 8 and won the division, would you really kick him to the curb after that? I don't know. That's where it gets tricky. Uh, Bet Rivers also does offer options, stage of elimination. So will the Giants not make the playoffs? That's minus 335. Will they lose in the wild card round? That's plus, plus 400. If you think they're going to make the playoffs, that's probably a good bet, plus 400, because they're probably not going to win a game if they get there. Uh, losing the divisional round is 10 to 1. Losing the conference championship, 25 to 1. Losing the Super Bowl, 66 to 1. Win the Super Bowl, 100 to 1. Uh, those last few I don't endorse under any circumstance. I would say if you're looking for one there, to lose in the wild card round, 4 to 1. Pretty good. Pretty good. Because it's not impossible. Remember, the extra wild card team now, at least for the last few years, it's not impossible you get in 8 and 9, 9 and 8. NFC is not great. The AFC is much better. So could you sneak into a wild card, lose in the first round, get plus 400 there? That's not a terrible bet. Again, betrivers.com. Download the BetRivers app. Lots of good betting options. You know, player props, season-long player props. A lot of uh, variety in terms of their menu for betting the NFL this season. When we come back, Joseph Ganiscoli played Vito on The Sopranos. He got into acting because of betting. We'll get that story. We'll get his thoughts on the Giants a lot more. That is next. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is serving up big wins with our new weekly profit boost on all tennis wagers. Visit BetRivers.com or download the Bet River Sportsbook app every Wednesday to receive a 20% profit boost on any tennis wager. That's right, log in every Wednesday and automatically receive 20% profit boost. And now you can even live stream your favorite tennis players right from the Bet Rivers app. Heat up your summer with the Bet River Sportsbook app. It's a whole new game. Must be 21 or older. Available in New York only. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. All right, we are back. New York City cast, Bet River Sportsbook. A very special guest. He is an actor. He is a chef. And he joins us now. It is the great Joe Ganiscoli. Joe, what's up, man? Thanks for coming on. Hey, pal. How are you? Good morning. Uh, we'll get into some sports. We'll get into some Sopranos. Uh, first, though, I just I heard you this morning on Follow the Money. I guess your acting career and gambling intersected. Can you can you kind of tell that story to the audience? <laughs> yeah, I got to relive it again, huh? Okay, well, um, I'm a big sports fan, and uh, uh, I like action. And uh, I had a restaurant that was doing very well, and we always had sports on, so... I play, and uh, it's going back and forth, up and down the whole year, and I'm not a $2 better, you know what I mean? When I go, I send it in, and I make the stupid mistake of uh, playing eight, nine games. You know, I just love action. So, yeah, I'm the guy who uh, <clears throat> bet the under in the NBA All-Star game. Uh, um. So I, uh, last game of the season, 1990, I, uh, at that time there wasn't a lot of, um, sports like now you can watch many different games and all the games that you want. So I bet the giants, uh, were getting ready for the playoffs. That was the year they won the Super Bowl. resting their starters. They were, um, favored by 12 and a half against the Patriots. Of course, I took the giants thinking that they want to go out on a winning note. 
they get clobbered. And that was 15K. Doubled up with the Jets. They get murdered. Bad season for them. And then I uh, tripled down on the uh, Steelers against the Oilers that night. Steelers, number one defense. Oilers. Um, I think they were going into the playoffs, maybe. I think they were resting Warren Moon at the time, I believe. But I know that Cody Carlson lit him up for over 500 yards. And uh, uh, looking at the games uh, in the restaurant with, you know, everybody was crowded. It was a Sunday night. It was busy. And people, my friends ask me, what's, you know, you don't look good. You're like, you have no color. You look pale. And I was like stunned and thinking like I just lost everything. So I cashed out, told my partners, and I um, paid my bookie, moved to L.A. to pursue acting. So you lost all three. You lost the third game, right? Oh, I lost the third game. I, I wasn't even – Cody Carlson for 500 and change. And that made you what? That made you say, you know what, I just – I got to do something different? That that kind of – I got to uh, get out of New York, get out of this routine, get out of this, uh, you know. I mean, I, I had to pay off that. So, uh, you know, I had to cash out. So uh, – and, you know, longer story is, is that when I was in the chef of a restaurant in Manhattan – Years earlier, a friend, a waiter said, I have a theater company. Why don't you come audition for this role? And I did, and I got it. And I um, studied acting about a year and a half. It didn't really do anything for me. Do you still I bet? I learned more. Do I still bet? Yeah. Uh, yeah ponies, and uh, I was, and then I just got back from Jamaica, and I laid off for 10 days, and I said... Uh, I'm going to like lay off for a while because uh, I don't care what you tell me. There's no way you can figure out baseball. There's no way you can figure out sports. I mean, you know, you go on a run, you go on, a, you get lucky seven, eight, nine games, but it's tough, especially baseball. Yeah. They know what they're doing. Uh, you're a big Yankee fan. Let me ask you, do you trust this well, team? I'm a, I'm a, I got to be honest. I'm a Giants Yankee Ranger fan. Tepid Nick. But when I was a kid growing up, it was Yankees. And as I got older, became Giants. Because they only play 16 games. I love preseason. It used to be four, now three. I love the draft. I love free uh, agent signings. So became a lot more intense and hardcore Giants. Of course, I watch the Yankees every day and, you know, always pulling for them, but I kind of appreciate the Giants more. But, you know, baseball, football, hockey for me. Uh, it's hard to believe the Giants haven't won a playoff game in 10 years. Where are you at with this new regime? Dayball, uh, it sounds like the GM knows what he's doing. They got all these guys from the Bills. Do you think they're headed in the right direction? It's, it's hard to believe they've been this bad because they were such a you know, a model organization for so long, and they've just been awful for really five well, or six years now. I mean, model organization, right? So they had the, you know, one of the oldest franchises, right, 1925. They had bad years in the 60s. They let Landry go. They let Lombardi go. They stood with Ali Sherman, right? So 60s, 70s was early, I remember. 70s, 71, 72. Remember those teams? They got better, you know, with maybe McVeigh, Perkins, and then Parcells. Uh, 86 was a Super Bowl. Uh, 90 was another Super Bowl. And then uh, 2000 lost that Super Bowl. 
2007, 2011. And after that, it's been, it's been a bad run. So I try not to get excited about draft choices, uh, free agent signings, new GMs, new coaches. I try not to get sucked in. I mean, Ben McAdoo won 11 in uh, whatever, made the playoffs, right? His first year, he didn't work out. And then um, Pat Shermer, right? Offensive guru, you know, didn't happen with him. Then you got uh, Ben, uh, no, um, Joe Judge with his opening speech. Uh, you think, wow, this is the guy who said everything right. Even the Mar- Mara loved him. So, um, and then it all comes apart, so on and so forth. So now the new regime, you know, Dable, Kafka, uh, Shane. Um, and listen, people got on Gettleman, but, but, you know, we got two draft choices for, uh, I forget the trade that we did. Uh, we dropped back down. We got Kadarius. Uh, why Sherman? I mean, I go back and forth. But why Sherman had to win that game against Washington, of course, is Chase Young. Um, you know, but we got Evan Neal and Thibodeau. So I, I can't get excited about uh, draft choices, coaches, GMs. Uh, I want to be consistently good. You know, like the Steelers are always competitive. The Packers have been for a long time. I mean, the Packers had down years too. But I, I don't want to go like, you know, one and done. I want to go deep into the playoffs every year. Do it consistently. You know, let's start that run now of 10, 15, 20 years of like uh, good football, competitive football, always in the game. And that's the way I feel about that. Are you a believer in Jones? I am indeed. I always said that uh, he's got a better arm, better legs than Eli, not as durable. Eli was clutch when he had to be. No one could ever say anything about me, about Eli. Um, I believe in him, but now it's uh, put up a shut up. You know, you got the line. You got weapons, you got new. And I mean, this is what, his third or fourth system now he's got to learn. But he's got all the tools pretty much, and he wants to be great. He works at it, and that's what I love about him. He's got a great head, and like I said, he's got arms and legs better than Eli's. Um, but Eli was durable and smart, and uh, I think Jones can be too. So today it's a make or break. Yeah, I don't want to start off with a new quarterback surge and all that. Uh, over under seven wins. Uh, l- let me know if you like either one of those. Over under seven wins or <laughs> plus six and a half week one against the Titans in Tennessee. Okay, so I'm the optimistic Giants fan. You know what I mean? I think, well, I'm talking about the seven. I'm an optimistic Giants fan. So I always think that they're going to win over 10 games. I do. And that's me. That's the fan in me. And that's one of my problems I laid off the Giants I finally learned to stop betting with your heart I couldn't go against them but um so I'm going to say it's over seven yeah let me just jump in seven to one to win the division and if you really think they can get to 10 uh Dable is 15 to one to win coach of the year 10 might be uh 10 and seven you know I'm thinking nine and eight yeah uh um you know I think they can get over seven I think they can get over seven. I do. Um, yeah. Six and a half in uh, Tennessee. I don't know. I like that coach, man. I like that coach. And, uh, you know, 
they got Brandon Jacobs back there, Derrick Henry. So I wish that we had a bull like that in a backfield. Uh, that might be t- uh, that might be tough, but you know, nothing surprised me in sports. You follow it long enough. Uh, you know, listen, Giants <laughs> minus 13 and a half in the Super Bowl and uh, beat the Patriots. So nothing surprises me in sports. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, you talked about your losses. What I mean, you had to have some wins. You've been doing long, this long enough. You're going to win some. What's the best win you've had or the most memorable win you've had betting? Well, you know what? Degenerate gamblers always remember their toughest losses. You know what I mean? Uh, I had a uh, dime reverse back in uh, 2000 is my loss. Uh, Giants and over 41 and a half against Minnesota. At the half, it's 41 nothing. 41 nothing final. 41 nothing final. And if you would have told me that, and um, I mean, I mean, come on, I'm seven minutes in, that's a, that's a four thousand dollar payday. And you know, two thousand, that was a nice change, you know. Uh, 41, not a field goal, not a, not nothing, nothing, not even. I mean, Vikings couldn't even get a field goal just so they wouldn't be shut out. I mean, it was ridiculous. 41 nothing at the half. So. Yeah, I think in the uh, Super Bowl against the Rams, Patriots, I had it every which way. I had reverses, teases, straight ups, the under. I hit my boxes, 3-3, one. I had the under, like I said, I had the Patriots covered. Um, and uh, that was that was a good Super Bowl for me. It's funny because I'm a, I'm a Minnesota fan, and I remember the score was 41 nothing, but I didn't remember it was 40, 41 nothing at the half. Maybe I just kind of blacked it out. I remember they didn't score a point in the second half. I remember uh, the Giants got a quick touchdown. The Vikings fumbled. Giants recovered. It was literally 14 nothing, like a minute in it. It didn't get much better. Collins had a big game. I think Ike Hilliard had a big game, and the Vikings were just uh, completely Amani, dominated. Amani Toomer Toomer probably had a big game. Good player, yeah. Uh, I guess it was back there. Was it uh... – was it Tiki back then, 2000? I yeah, it remember. had to have been. Uh, Greg, uh, the other running back, uh, Greg. Uh, oh, I just had his name. I forget it. Um, Camilla, Greg Camilla. Yeah, he was, yeah, a good player. was probably back then. Yeah, uh, Keith Tough Elias. Super Bowl. Yeah, that was terrible. That holding call on Keith Hamilton uh, annoyed me. I can never look at Ray Lewis after that uh, for other reasons, too. But, I mean, he annoyed me. And the Ravens, I've always hold a grudge, a grudge against them. Yeah, Ron Dixon, Joe Jervicious. I'm just looking it up now. Yeah, that was, that was a, a good team, not a great team. Uh, Sopranos, is there one line that people throw at you all the time? I, I know we, like, you know, some of my friends and I, we, we're betting network Yankee fans, we always say Yanks in four. I was there. Is there a line that people throw at you all the time? Uh, what do you hear? What do you say is one of them? What about my bread? And, of course, I love you, Johnny Cakes, you know? Um, those are the uh, those are the good ones. How about that don't, uh, that don't scene, say nothing, Sal. Uh, don't say nothing, Sal's another one. Uh, don't look at your watch. Uh, there's a few. Um, that uh, playoff game where I'm waiting for Finn at the bat. So Yankees Red Sox are in the playoffs and getting ready to watch the game. My friends, they're coming over. They said, Joe, we're gonna get that scene of you by the bat at Yankee Stadium. I said, okay, when? They said, today. I go, today? They said, I got people coming over. It's the playoffs. I'm watching the game. They said, we got to get it. We're not going there with a crew. It's just going to be you, a cameraman, and 
you know, maybe the right guy, I guess. I said, ah, and he said, listen, we'll get you, your friends in for the game. We'll get you in the game. So I says, okay. So the game starts. My two friends are walking through that scene. They're walking toward the gate. And I'm in front of the bat. And then I went to go watch the game. And I says, oh, man, I was right behind on play with my friends. I said, this is great. We're going to beat the Sox tonight. They didn't win that night. Next night, Aaron Boone hits the home run. So I missed that by a game. But that was always a memorable thing for me. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was a great series, both those series. And that's really where it kind of turned for the Yankees, where the Red Sox started to beat them. And really, the Red Sox have been the better franchise. I hate to say it, the last you yeah. know, 15 years since then. It's, it's hard to believe. I, I, I should have said your producer. I got this great picture of my father. Uh, it's in one of the suites. It was in the Daily News in 1937. It's a great picture of Joe D, broken 36, a held out, came back in 37. And his uh, fans are leaning over the, uh, the fence there and getting autographs. So my father was very prominent with a hat on. And it was uh, a great picture. It was in the Daily News. I know it's in one of the suites. And uh, I should have sent it to you so you could have put it up. Maybe we'll ask it. You could, you could reference it. But sure. I've never been to the new Yankee Stadium. I've always been annoyed that they tore down the old Yankee Stadium. That's always annoyed me. I've never been to the new Yankee Stadium. Yeah, it's not the same. It doesn't have the same mystique. It's not the same yeah. without George either. George Steinbrenner, I mean, it was win at all costs. You know, the kids run it now, and it's all about a luxury tax, and it's about, you know, making money. And George, I mean, you know this. He was ruthless. He, If he broke even and won, that was better than making money and losing. It was all about winning with George. Yeah, and I missed that. And to me, always in my mind, I'd go, okay, so you go 100 feet down, 200 down, 300 feet down, the dirt. That's, that third hasn't changed, and that's where Lou Gehrig stood. That's where Babe was, Joe D. Uh, you can go on and on and on about the Yankee greats, you know? Um, Sopranos, how did you get to play two different characters? Is that unusual? What happened? I remember you were, like you said, you were in the deli the first time. You said, where's my bread? And then, obviously, you come back as Vito. How did that happen? Well, when I went to L.A., I started – I did a lot of hustling. And uh, I finally broke in and got a, a role, got my SAG card, did a couple of movies, indirectly met Benicio Del Toro. We were in the same film. He brought me in to uh, be the lead in a film he wrote and directed. It was a short. It was me, Matthew McConaughey, and Valeria Galino. We played undercover agents doing a drug deal in a hotel room. We did that for three days in a room. So I got to know him pretty well. We stayed friends. I moved back to New York. Uh, he got me in his two uh, films that he was in. And the casting directors were the Soprano casting directors. And they said, why don't you come in and meet us? We don't know who you are. You're in our movies. So I did. They said, uh, do you have an agent? I said, no, we'll stay in touch with us every few months. See what's going on. I did. They said, we're doing this TV show. Come in and read for it. It's part. I said, I really don't want to do TV. Uh, you know, I just want to stay with movies. They said, what? You don't even have an agent. Never mind what you want to do. So I said, okay. So I went and read and got Gino, which was cool. And uh, trying to get bread. Chris, he shoots him in the foot. A little homage to him, Goodfellas because he got shot in the foot. And for some reason, they brought me back as Vito. Maybe because they recognized talent. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, I had the good fortune of killing Jackie Jr. in the season three. 
And season four, um, I was reading a book called Murder Machine, true story. Um, and one of the guys in the this crew was gay. And uh, I brought it to their attention. I said, this is interesting. I'd be willing to do it. And lo and behold, a year and a half later, they did it. And uh, that changed my life. Now, how secretive were these scripts? I mean, I'm sure once you realized, that, you know, that idea that there was a possibility you were going to get knocked off. Uh, at what point, like, do you realize that, you know, maybe your, your run's going to come to an end here? And, you know, how do you find that out when you read the script? Well, when I had the security guard scene, which, by the way, I was on the wrong end of that scene. Um, I, um, I was a joke. Did you get that? Yeah, you're good. It's funny. <laughs> okay. Just want to see you with me. Here. Uh, I, uh, I said, I just don't want to do this and we forget about it. And they said, well, nothing's going to happen this year. Uh, but next year you're going to, uh, it's going to be a big year. Be ready. So you could go at any time, you know, living this life, but they gave it enough storyline that it got me i tried to make it to the final second part of season six and i asked david you know gave him all these reasons why you know i should live and and i was trying to get there and you know let me say what i had to say and he just said you're going so i thanked him i said it changed my life uh 39 episodes um forever grateful i've been blessed it was right place right time but Again, I made my own luck, and thank God they took my suggestion. And uh, it's been great ever since. And uh, like I said, I'm, I'm, I thank God every day. Now, the other part of your career, uh, you're a chef. Can you explain to people, you know, what you do, the parties, what you offer? I, um, so I guess it was before the pandemic, but a girl asked me. I knew she said her husband's a big fan. Would you come over and cook? And I did it. I did it. It was probably four, three or four couples. And they made some dishes and she loved it. And she had the whole place decorated in soprano stuff. He was a big fan. And she took pictures and put them up on Facebook. And she says, oh, my husband would love it. My boyfriend, my father. How do I get in touch with him? And from that, it took off. And I've done probably over 100 parties. And I spent about 10 hours at this person's house. Problem is, you never know what kitchen you're walking into. But most of them are, you know. I mean, I've always made everyone work. I have an assistant that they pay for. I do the shopping, which they pay for the food. And I do um, choices on a menu. I have a 16 pers uh, person minimum and up to 40. I could do maybe 50. I make, I don't know, 15, 16 appetizers. A shrimp scampi tasting. They have a choice of two pastas. And then they could do either a chicken dish or filet mignon or lamb chops, or shrimp oregano, or a combination of the meat and the fish, and it ranges from 125 a person to 150, I mean 175. And um, I do the tri-state area. Uh, it'd be hard to do it anywhere else. I mean, I shop with my ingredients. I could make it work um, if they wanted to bring in my assistant. And... Um, I tell my stories, tell about the show. I answer all their questions. I take pictures of everybody. So I'm there about 10 hours and um, they love it. It's a, you know, once it's very memorable. 
it's not something beats going to a restaurant for three hours and cost the same amount to have a celebrity come over and sit with you for an hour or an hour and a half for the show. So it's um, done about a, a hundred of these parties and I've gotten like, you know, just tremendous reviews and write-ups. So it's fun. It's a niche. Uh, no one else does it. And it's pretty cool. And if people want to book you, what, just uh, hit you up on Twitter? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. They could find me. Joe, this was a lot of fun. It was great to meet you. I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for doing this. Hopefully, we'll, uh, we'll catch up down the road and do it again sometime. You got it, pal. Take it easy. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Joe Ganascoli. Enjoyed having him on. That was a lot of fun. Enjoyed that conversation. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll talk more baseball, NBA. Get a day closer to the return of Major League Baseball, which is Thursday with the Yankees and the Astros. So uh, a lot to do. Don't forget to download, rate, review, subscribe. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening. This is the New York City Cash presented by Bet River Sportsbook.